Welcome to the Quick Mix Podcast. This is a podcast about cooking and baking competitive shows. I'm Q. And I'm M. On your marks. Get set. Podcast. Hi, everybody. This is Q. And I'm M. Welcome to Custard Week, a whole week dedicated to custard. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of custard things that you can make, according to Kevin. He <laughs> lists a lot of things you can make with custard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the intro this week? I, okay. <laughs> I actually, I watched it and then I rewound it because I thought I missed it. I did the same thing. Did you? Yeah. Okay. I was like, did I miss it? <laughs> I wouldn't say I missed it, though. Because there was no intro this week. But I was like, you know, I'm okay with this. <laughs> oh, have we found your actual most favorite intro of no, all time? This is uh I'm just gonna say this isn't the worst intro of the season. It was the fastest. It was the fastest. Which we know is a <laughs> it's better than certain weeks that we did not like. So no intro. Surprisingly ranks really well within my favorite intros this year. <laughs> For the for the Bakey Awards, right? I feel like one of the nominees is going to be Best Cust- Custard Weeks. No, no intro. intro. <laughs> Straight into the episode. Yeah, I don't think they had time for an intro this week because the technical took so much time. The the staggered technical. They had to explain the technical six times to each individual baker. <laughs> uh, that was funny. We'll, we'll get into that. Yes, it's Custard Week. There's no intro. We get. Straight into the episode, we we hear from some of the bakers before the signature. We hear from Sandro. Sandro says, "There's a lot of custard things you can make: custard slice. Maybe I can make pan all raisin again. Maybe not." Shabir says, "Last week was amazing. I was wondering if I was ever gonna be star baker. Once I got it, though, I hope everyone gets it as well." Abdul says, "It's custard week. A lot can go wrong. I'm kind of in the middle." <laughs> I was like, Abdul, you know where you're at. Yeah. I would rank him in the middle too. He's very mid. Mm. Yeah. Of all the bakers right now, Kevin and Abdul are the only ones who haven't gotten a handshake and haven't gotten Star Baker. Or one or the other, right? Correct. Right. Everyone else has gotten Star Baker. Mm-hmm. Um, Maxi says, I didn't know there was so much you can do with custard. I thought custard was just custard. Me too, Maxie. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I think Kevin says he loves custard, and he lists like a whole list of custard things. You remember in Forrest Gump? That's exactly what I thought about. <laughs> <laughs> shrimp. Yeah. Shrimp gumbo, shrimp salad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Kevin was doing that with custard. Custard gumbo. <laughs> custard salad. Yep. Shall we get into the signature? Let's. All right, for the signature of Custard Week, the bakers are tasked with making floating islands, which is poached moraines on the sea of creme and glace. The judges are looking for eight of them. The bakers get one and a half hours. We hear from Paul and Prue. Paul says custard is one of his favorite things to eat. He wants to see color, flavor, and texture. Prue says the creme and glace must be silky smooth and light. Uh, our first baker up is Abdul. He's making a cherry, orange, and pistachio floating custard. So, Abdul, I know he's been working on his presentation techniques. I would say that 
his design for this looks really cool. There's like an orange creme anglaise at the bottom. And then there's like a little, it looks like a little, um, a swirl. It's like a caramel swirl mm. on top. It kind of looks like an emblem. And that's on top of the the pistachio praline meringue that he's making. So it looks very good. I know that one of the, his goals was to be better at decoration. And I think he's doing that very well. During judging, they say that his floating island looks nice and is very attractive. However, Paul does mention that the meringue lost height because he put a lot of caramel on top. And then the weight of that kind of crushed the meringue a little bit because meringue is so like very sensitive apparently. Mm-hmm. However, after tasting it, they say his floating island is absolutely delicious, is very sweet, and the orange custard is an excellent flavor. So Abdul starting off very well this episode. Yep, pretty good. Okay, up next we have Yanush, and he's making his morning vanilla latte floating island. He decided to celebrate his favorite morning drink, which is a nod to his perfect breakfast <laughs> with a coffee and creme <laughs> with a coffee and vanilla creme anglaise mm-hmm. served with bite-sized marmalade flavored biscuits. It will also feature espresso and orange zest. Yeah. He said he's had this before in Poland and it was called soup of nothing. <laughs> okay. And it was pretty cool. It looked legit like a latte. Yeah, I like this a latte. <laughs> I like lattes. Hmm. Yeah, it, it was like an illusion latte. It kind of, it was a 3D edible <laughs> illusion latte. Yeah. You could say all those things about this. Yeah. <laughs> yep. During judging, Paul says it's quite effective. Prue says it looks like a latte. I also said that. <laughs> His creme anglaise texture is absolutely perfect. It's thick enough. Paul says, as a latte goes, it's delicious. Just enough coffee in there. It's very delicate, and he loves the flavor and texture. Mm-hmm. Prue says it's delicious. She's really tempted to keep on going, but she won't because she's got more to come. Mm. So overall, I thought it was really good. Yeah, I that looked like the most delicious one to me just because it looked like something I knew. Yeah, yep. yeah. All right, next up, we have Kevin. Kevin's making a Everything's Coming Up Roses Floating Islands. So his floating island contains lychee and raspberry puree on the bottom. Um, there's also prosecco flavored like moraine, and there's a tool on top. So, in uh, in concept, it sounds very good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he's not the only one using prosecco either. I think uh, Sandro uses prosecco. Correct. Also, Sandro also uses a lot of alcohol. In, in, I think it's in everything. Like yeah, in his taco, in yeah, like. in his technical. They didn't even give it to him. Yeah, his bench cheese added it. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, Paul says that the puree that he put in there kind of watered everything down, which didn't look that nice. Mm-hmm. They did compliment the custard. They said the custard is smooth, and the taste of the prosecco is good. However, um, that kind of like will water things down, I guess. They said that his island disintegrated into the Prosecco. However, Paul does compliment the lychee. So a very mixed judging for Kevin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kevin later mentions like, yeah, that was very mixed. <laughs> <laughs> spot on, Kevin. Yeah, spot on. All right, up next we have Maxi, And Maxie's making a Blueberry Lagoon floating islands. We learned that she likes the custard, but she's not a fan of poached meringue because it reminds her of baby food a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Who would want that? 
Anyway, her oh, poached yeah, baby. <laughs> mm. Her poached meringue will sit on a lagoon of creme anglaise and blueberry sauce, and it'll be topped with caramelized sugar swirls and glitter dust. Mm-hmm. It was pretty cool. I didn't quite get the the look though. No, yeah, yeah. She's usually very good at her looks, and this one I was like, I don't know about this one. It didn't quite match, right? <laughs> no, I think during judging the judges are like, I don't know whether to be. Impressed or not? I forgot what they said. Yeah, I'll tell you. Okay. Prue said that it looks quite appetizing. <laughs> She's not sure if it's enough for a dessert. The combination of flavors is really delicious. The acidity of the puree sets off the meringue sweetness perfectly. It's lovely. Paul said that the blueberries got a lovely tartness to it, but the creme anglaise could have been a bit thicker. There wasn't too much judgment about it. I also didn't think it was that small. Like yeah. I'm assuming she was she was saying it's not enough in portion size. She wanted more? I don't know. Uh, this wasn't Maxie's episode because they didn't spend a lot of time on Maxie. Yeah. Every every episode, there's a couple of people that they really highlight. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is their story this episode. Mm-hmm. I think Ma- Maxie was kind of glanced over this episode. <laughs> Maybe if Prue would have eaten more of Yanusha's, then Maxie's would have been the perfect portion. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. If she went at the end or something. Right. Right. Yeah. Interesting. All right, next we have Sandro. Sandro's making a cherry, almond, and hazelnut floating islands. So <laughs> at the bottom of his floating island, there's cherry, cherry sparkling jelly made with Prosecco. And then there's a creme anglaise that has brandy in it. <laughs> and then there's like a caramelized hazelnut and almond topping. And there's like dark chocolate shavings all over in it, along with like a cherry that has Prosecco in it. So a lot of alcohol. Layers and layers. Layers. <laughs> Sandro likes to drink because <laughs> all the bakes that he's doing, there's just a lot of alcohol in it. Mm-hmm. And so like, he's probably making it because he's like, oh, you know, what? I'm going to make what I like, which I understand. But when you start to like get comments from Prue that it's too much alcohol, you know that it's too much alcohol. True, true. <laughs> yeah. uh, he tells the judges that he practiced it once and after he was done with it, he thought it was too simple. So he added alcohol to it. <laughs> Referring to the Prosecco. Um, when he was done with this, my wife was like, yeah, I don't know. That looks too busy. And the next words out of Paul's mouth was like, this looks too busy. <laughs> There's a lot going on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He he could use a little bit of... Like a little bit of focus or refinement. Yeah. He likes to throw everything on there. little less is going to be more for yeah. him. Surprise, surprise. The judges say that his uh, floating island is too alcoholic. Mm. <laughs> They say it would have had would have been better if he just stuck to one alcohol, like maybe don't have the prosecco and the jelly. It, it's already gonna have brandy in there. However, it does taste good, and they like the creme anglaise. Kind of a mixed judging for Sandro. Yeah. Too much alcohol being the main uh, the main fault here. Still searching for that handshake. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he 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 is very upfront about how much he wants a handshake and how much he wants to be star maker. He's going for it. Yeah, like no other baker really tells like the audience like they want it that much. Mm-hmm. Because if I were like on the show, I wouldn't tell somebody I wanted it that much on public. Because then you know it would just, I would just feel pressure and like if I didn't get it, it would just feel sad. Mm-hmm. But I think Sandro's very confident that he's like, you know what, I'm gonna get it. <laughs> I'm gonna go after it. I'm gonna put it all out there. So that means I'm gonna put everything on this. If Paul, can, if Paul catches wind of this, right, does it make him more reluctant to give it? I don't know. It might make him more 
No, I don't know. The mental games displays is beyond my capacity. True. <laughs> Speaking of reluctant handshakes, up next is Shabira. <laughs> She's the one that makes uh, chicken, right? <laughs> yeah. She's making <laughs> fried chicken floating islands. <laughs> No, she's making mojito floating islands. She says she's never heard of a floating island before. She's heard of floaters, but not floating islands. So you're saying Shabira hasn't heard of, like, Hawaii? Shabira? Is that a floating <laughs> island, though? It's it's just an island. If it was floating, it would move. Like, it wouldn't be in the same spot. If you tried to go to it, it would be in a different spot all the time. Oh. Uh-huh. Right? Okay, I didn't think this through. Okay. Let's move on. <laughs> no, I'm just asking. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, technically, it's floating still. Is it? I, I don't know how yeah, I went Anyway. Work. All right. Anyway, <laughs> her meringues will be coated in a layer of breading or sand crumble. They actually call it sand crumble. <laughs> yeah. So it could be sand. Who knows? Flavored with mint leaves and lime zest, her lime and rum creme anglaise will be presented in bowls painted with palm trees to complete her mojito islands. I think you're right. It is floating. <laughs> All right, back to judging. During judging, Paul says that he thought it was deep fried chicken sitting in a bechamel <laughs> sauce. And it yep. does look great. And it did look like that. Also, the painting on the bowls, that was just like extra, right? Yeah. Like, could she also have already like just gotten bowls with palm trees on it you could have yeah okay because it wasn't was it edible no i don't think you could lick it off that sounds messy okay anyway (laughs) prue Prue says that she thinks it's a floating dessert island as always there's nothing wrong with her flavors they're fresh they're very distinct and her meringue is beautifully poached paul says it's a great mojito the custard is perfect the lime's got a sharpness that cuts through so it's not too sweet very clever prue said it's well done and at this point, I thought she could have got a handshake. Yeah. Shabira is very strong. I think she's peaking at the exact moment she should be. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but she did not get a handshake. All right. After uh, the signature, we hear from some of the bakers. Kevin says, another mixed judging. I'm at the bottom of a pretty good bunch, so that's an okay place to be, right? Dot, 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 dot. <laughs> Shapiro says, Paul said it looked like chicken on cheese. However, they said the custard was perfect. I'm very pleased. Sandro says, yeah, there was too much going on. It was too busy, which it was. My game plan during the technical is I'm going to sit back and watch what everyone else does. Dot, 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 dot. And then we're getting to the technical. All right, up next is the technical. This week it's set by Pooby Dooby Doo. <laughs> Did you like that? I liked it very much. Pooby Dooby Doo. So uh, words from words of advice from Prue are take your time and keep your cool. All right, mm-hmm. sit tight. I got a lot here. Yep. For the technical challenge, they're going to do something different. They will have a staggered start and finish time. Noel says, everybody leave the tent. Except for Sandro. His plan that he was trying to do didn't work out. <laughs> Just a minute ago in the episode, he said he was going to sit in the back and watch what everyone else does. Now he's going first and there's no one else to watch. Very funny. So we learned the judges would like him to make six pistachio and praline ice cream cones. 
The cone should be dipped in chocolate and nuts and then topped with a pistachio and praline ice cream. He has two hours and 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. And if you read the recipe, there was a red note this time, and it said, please do not confer with any of the bakers. <laughs> yeah. So the order that we had here was Sandro, Yanush, Shabira, Maxi, Kevin, and then Abdul. Mm-hmm. But even though it was staggered, you could still see what they're doing. Yeah. So Sandro, I think, was at a deficit here. Yeah, definitely. Also, like, you know how we go in alphabetical order? Right. They went in reverse alphabet. <laughs> yeah, they're like, how do we do this? Yeah. Hmm. All right. So we hear from Prue, and she says, it's custard week, and in order to make a good ice cream, you have to make a good custard. She's like, she'd like there to be at least one and a half scoops in there. She always feels cheated when she gets a cone, and there's just a little mound on top. I feel you, Prue. I feel (laughs) you. I know what you mean, Prue. They also have to make their own cones. They should be golden brown, not pale. And if they are too dark, they'll be a little brittle with a slightly burnt taste. Abdul. We know how he likes to... (laughs) (laughs) Take out that blowtorch. Yeah. One of the tricky things about this challenge is the timing. If they don't get their ice cream frozen properly, they're going to have pistachio soup yeah and then paul finalizes by saying they are doing staggered starts to make it absolutely fair when they judge it mm-hmm. have they not done ice creams in the past um i don't remember i know, I know they did baked alaska Ooh, yeah yeah and that's that's ice cream in it right with uh, an unstaggered start yeah and that revolt that resulted in like a big old controversy and open <laughs> Freezers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They've done Sego Touch before, though, but not in a while. Um, so while they're like doing their ice creams and the technicals, you hear Matt narrate at one point, And he says, I think this is very key to like performance in this challenge. Mm-hmm. Adding warm creme and glaze in the freezer will get the temperature in the freezer to rise, which will affect the ice cream later. Mm. So apparently, if you put warm on glaze in the freezer, it disrupts the temperature of the freezer. So my thinking was, what kind of weak freezers are these <laughs> <laughs> that you put a little bit of warming in it and it just messes up like everything for like three hours? That's not how a freezer should work, but apparently that's what happened in the TED. It wasn't even a hot day. No, so like, I don't know. That's so weird to me that the freezers are so like sensitive. I think what the producers did, what they they put the, all the freezers on low setting. Oh, just for like dramatic just, effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because a lot of the bakers, their ice cream didn't set. No, I think everybody except for the top two, they didn't. They had melting ice cream. We had a lot of soup. Yeah, so I'll go over the bottom three. Shabira, last place, mm. uncharacteristically. Yeah, her ice cream was melting and it wasn't set. The flavor was good, but literally it was a puddle. And she did put the creme anglaise in the freezer. We see her and Yanush do that when Matt's narrating. Mm. So I was like, this isn't good. So yeah, fifth place and second to last place, Yanush. Ice cream wasn't set. It was melting all over the place. The judges could barely taste it. (laughs) And then in fourth place, third to last place, we have Abdul. He overcooked his his wafer. They said it was too dark, too brittle. And also his ice cream was smooth. But it was melting. So not as bad as Shabir and Yanush, but still melting. Mm-hmm. That's the bottom three. All right. In third place, we have Kevin, 
who tells us the most obvious problem immediately is that the chocolate is just a great ugly lump on top. <laughs> <laughs> he did so well in the signature with that with his little caramel thing on top. Yeah. I was like, why couldn't you carry that skill over to the technical cabin? I don't know what happened there. Yeah. He just did it like in the same day. But... Yeah. yeah. The wafer was a good texture. Paul says you do get a little bit of praline. Uh, Pooh says the ice cream mix itself was good. However, it's melting very, very quickly. Thanks to our weak refrigerators. And the, <laughs> and the cold weather. <laughs> In second place was Maxi. Maxi. Who says the ice cream looks set. The ice cream tastes nice, says Paul. Very crunchy praline. A shame they didn't get a second scoop. So we're having some portion issues here. Yeah. In the first two rounds for Maxi. Mm-hmm. Prue says that's a mean ice cream. Delicious, <laughs> but not enough. Prue's <laughs> like, more, more, more. At the end, Paul says that these are pretty good. However, she needed to put more ice cream on it to create a bigger dome. Mm. That leaves in first place, Sandro. Sandro. Paul says they look quite attractive. Prue says that they managed to get two balls on it. <laughs> Paul says that the green's about right as well. The color, the cone is absolutely lovely. Crisp, says Prue. It's nice and creamy. The ice cream, it's set. Set. Also, yep. yes, set. Very important, right? Mm-hmm. Also, Prue says the baker has filled the inside with chocolate. It stops the ice cream from sogging it up. It's delicious. Oh, man. You ever eat it like, uh, what are they called? The drumsticks. Drumsticks? That last little bite. They put the chocolate in it? Yeah. That's delicious. The last little bite of the cone. Sandro, like you know what part. you're doing, Sandro. Yeah. 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 So, Prue says it's absolutely delicious. Nothing wrong with it at all. And then there's still no handshake. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> so... At the end, we do hear from some of our bakers. Up first is Sandro. He says, it feels great. He's got his first technical win. So he seems to be coming on strong here. Yep. Yanush says, they taste great. They're just made sort of a smoothie than an ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he should have presented it in a cup. <laughs> and then Shabira says, it's terrible. She's disappointed. However, there's always a rainbow after the rain. That's, that's maybe the thesis of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> Shabira, no, last place in the technical. Yes. 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 All right, let's do the showstopper. Let's. For the showstopper of Custard Week, the bakers are making, the bakers are tasked with making a custard gateau, which contains multiple layers and must have set custard sandwiched perfectly in between those multiple layers. Paul says... The, or Matt says the custard must be the star of the show, not Paul Hollywood, who's <laughs> normally the star of the show. Is he the star of the show? It, I feel like if you asked him. Oh, yeah, for sure. If oh, you okay. asked him. <laughs> I'm like, it's pretty equally between him, Prue, Noel, and Matt, right? They're all the stars of the show. I think the stars of the show are supposed to be the bakers, though. Right? Yeah. But yeah, I would say it's pretty equal. Everyone has their favorite, though, right? Yeah. Well, this, they want they want the star to, to be custard. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, we hear from Paul and Prue. They, Prue says, so we've had pouring custard. We've had frozen custard. Now it's the time for set custard. I was like, ooh, the whole custard trifecta. <laughs> <laughs> she says there's many avenues they could go down. Paul says the custard must be silky smooth, but a key element is that it must be able to be sliced and hold a slice shape. And they say 
their bakes must look amazing, which they can say about every single bake and it would apply. <laughs> First up, we have Abdul. So Abdul is making a peach and raspberry meal fui, and he tells Prue that he's using her recipe, to which the judges are like, oh, Abdul, you know what you're doing. You're going to go very far with this, <laughs> which is funny. Mm. And I think Matt was like, what's happening here? Everyone's just complimenting each other. <laughs> His meal fui um, contained strawberries, raspberries, and peaches on top. There's like a lime zest. And then he's using rough puff pastry for his uh, layer. So yeah, a little bit of a practice for next week, which is pastry week. If he makes it. Yeah, if he makes it. No spoilers. <laughs> During judging, they say that his meal fui looks very professional. It looks lovely. It's very stylish. So Abdul is very good with the presentation and his like design elements this episode i must say it looked really nice <laughs> it was good it was cool because it was different too yeah he's the only one that did that everyone else made kind of cakes yeah so paul cuts a big old slice for himself and then he cuts a tiny one for prue which he thought was funny <laughs> <laughs> what a jerk paul <laughs> obviously the star of the show yeah <laughs> he, he's letting them he's letting her know i'm the star of the yeah. show <laughs> Paul says the custard in both layers is definitely the hero. However, the pastry just needed five more minutes. Other than that, overall, very good. Job well done. So Abdul, very strong this episode. Yeah, he did well. Yep. All right, up next we have Yanush making a Neapolitan, taking his flavor inspiration from a favorite holiday. It's going to consist of three different custards. Mm -hmm. His trio of custards will comprised of a dark chocolate and raspberry custard, a strawberry and ruby chocolate custard, and a white chocolate and vanilla custard. And wallpaper paste. Let's talk about that. <laughs> but first, keeping to his Italian theme, he is soaking his sponges in limoncello and finishing off his cake by decorating with a white chocolate drip. Drip. I was coming through with the drip. Let me... Okay. He's using the drip a lot here. Sandro uses alcohol a lot. He uses the drip a lot. Shabira uses Malaysian flavors a lot. Okay, but Malaysian flavors and like alcohol, there's variance in there. A drip is a drip. <laughs> it's not like he's, you know, what I mean? like, it's not like know. he's using a certain kind of drip. He should <laughs> like, use different types of drips, like gold drip, like yeah. platinum drip. <laughs> like it's not like you know the, the metaphorical drip when you look very stylish. They say you're coming through with the drip. Right. Yeah. Oh, he's always doing that. That's true. But. Okay, I want to ask you this. They asked him about, did he practice this? And he said that he practiced it in heels to make sure he could carry his cake for Halloween week. So, But that was a week before. Do they tell him like two weeks ahead of time what the showstopper is going to be? That's what I wanted to it ask has, you. They have to, right? Or they, they reverse the weeks because this is Halloween week. <laughs> I mean, it would make more sense if this is Halloween week yeah. because this episode is coming out like three days before Halloween. Right. Was there some kind of mix-up? Well, no. No, they couldn't because he said he practiced so he could... Either... Well, either way... Wait, no, that would have made sense. But they, they would have done some serious editing, editing because somebody's getting eliminated oh, yeah. that wasn't on the show last week. Maybe they right? just cut out that person altogether. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, who got eliminated last week? Who was it? Uh, it well, hold on. It was... Carol? No. Don. Don, yeah. Don. It was Don. 
You think Don was in this whole episode and they just yes. cut her out? <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> of that. Yes, and that's why it took so long because there were actually seven bakers making pistachio ice cream. And then she was actually in the intro, but they had to cut the that's intro. That's right. right, yes. <laughs> yes. There's some conspiracy going on here. Yes. That would be interesting. Something wasn't right, though. I mean, something wasn't right with his bake eater. All right. Anyhow, <laughs> let's talk about that. During judging, Paul says it looks impressive. He likes the variety of the colors. It had the pink, the brown, and the white in the piping. Mm-hmm. It looked really lovely. Obviously, the drip. Pru said the drip is perfect, but we've seen it so many times that it's really getting old. She didn't say that. She didn't. She just said That's it was perfect. We're saying that. Okay. <laughs> Paul says that the proportion of the custard sponge is good. Sponges are nice. The custards are too gloopy and too dense, mm-hmm. too thick on the mouth. Yeah. Prue says it's not fresh enough, that she would have thought all those flavors would be very fresh. To which Paul then says the custards are more like wallpaper paste. Pretty harsh, but you could tell they're pretty disgusted by it. I want to talk about this after we get through all the contestants. Okay, sounds good. All right. All right, next up, Kevin. Kevin's making a My Honey Valentine custard gâteau. He's going for it. Um, <laughs> he's using a very interesting flavor combination, which is honey, thyme, and bay custard, mm-hmm. which is, when you think of custard, you don't think of like thyme and like bay leaf, but he's going for it. His bake also, his bake has, contains uh, sliced nectarines and raspberry jelly. It's also a Swiss marine buttercream, and it's supposed to be three layers, like a three-layered cake. There's also macaroons in it. Uh, so Kevin's dec- definitely going for it. He kind of overloads his plate because he runs out of time at the end. Mm. And everyone, which is very nice of everyone, everyone at the end of the episode, or at the end of the challenge, they go out and help Kevin. Yeah. 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 Which is very nice. However, he isn't able to combine the three layers into one cake, and he has to present them separately. So it definitely is... Uh, there's definitely flaws in his uh, execution of this. Mm-hmm. So when he presents his cake, it's in three different like plates. Paul asks him, was there an earthquake? <laughs> Which Paul knows there was an earthquake. So Paul's just commenting on that it didn't look nice. <laughs> it's a deconstructed. Right. <laughs> Paul says that the cake looks like it was dropped and opened up. However, after they fight in, or they bite into it, they say that the Dacois sponge with the honey, the thyme, and the bay is amazing. Prue says the more you have in your mouth, the nicer it is. It is really put together. And Paul agrees. However, he ends up by saying, it's a shame that it looks a mess. So I think Kevin, like, he killed it on the flavors of this thing. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, presentation was not there. All right, up next is Maxie. She's making The Promised Land. It's a tribute to her father-in-law who passed away. She says that he would have been really proud to hear that she's in the tent. And her gâteau will feature exotic layers of coconut and almond de coif, jacan sponge, a lime and passion fruit curd, and a cascade of tropical fruits all set in place with a more traditional vanilla creme pat filling. And this thing looked really nice. But, yeah, but not quite up to what we expect from Maxi, right? You look at it and you're like, "This looks really nice?" Question mark. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't quite. It it was good, but it wasn't quite what we would expect. And yeah. it's kind of been a 
It was a, a little fizzy. It was, it was a yeah. little fizzy. It's like, kind of been that kind of week for her. Yeah. I think. So during judging, Paul says that he doesn't know if it's formal or informal. He doesn't know whether it's messy or very attractive or artistic. He's not quite sure how to look at it. Prue says that she'd say it's slightly messy and really attractive. <laughs> when they that's, cut, a good, that's a good summary of how it looks. Yeah. Yeah. When they cut into it, though, it was a vibrant, like, green, yellow, and red. So yep. it looks really nice. The inside, I would say, is, like, classic Maxi. Yeah. <laughs> the outside was a little bit clunky compared to what we're used to seeing. Uh-huh. So Paul says that he thinks that her flavors are great. Her sponges are good. However, he's not sure it celebrates custard and makes it the hero. Prue says it's a beautiful cake. The sponge is perfect. The icing is lovely. The problem is it was supposed to be about the set custard. Mm. There's very little custard and none of it is set. So again, she's not quite getting the elements in there. Yeah. Emphasis on custard here. Definitely. We're going to talk about that more. <laughs> right, next we have Sandro. Sandro hears about Maxi's tribute to um, with her custard. He's like, I'm a one-upper with another tribute. No, he doesn't do that. However, he does his, he does name his cake his tribute to a friend custard gâteau. It contains it has three different layers with three different flavors. The bottom layer is coconut sponge, and then the second layer is jacon sponge, and then the first layer is orange sponge. And there's a vanilla and rose water uh, buttercream all around. And sound, do we know that Sandro is very good at piping? Because I did not. It looked, it looked like Maxi did. You see him like <laughs> piping like real time, and he's like very good at it. It looks amazing. It did look really nice. Sandro says that his cake is a tribute to the friend that he lost, who encouraged him to get on the show. Uh, Matt tells him that his friend would have been proud of how he's done, which is very true. Mm-hmm. Paul questions the use of the microwave instead of the pan to cook the custard, because <laughs> Sandro says, "Yeah, I'm gonna use the microwave to like help get the custard." Uh, ready and paul's like i guess i mean whatever does the job i guess <laughs> yeah his cake is huge it was the biggest gato it was I saw. very tall it was like a wedding cake it looked <laughs> it looked really clean though yeah you know what i mean the judges agree they say it looks great everything is neat and the piping is exquisite which i agree with when they taste the bottom layer they say it's a triumph it's a very light sponge the coffee custard in the second layer with the jacan sponge he said it was a little glutinous. Mm. However, every um, the top layer is also delicious. And Prue says that if he were to sell his cake, every uh, every cake would be gobbled up by anyone. Mm-hmm. So a very good uh, showstopper for Sandro. Do they have that type of cake at Trader Joe's? No. Okay. I just had to mention I'd it. Buy it. <laughs> I buy it. I would it. know. I feel like we have to I talk about know. that. <laughs> we got to bring up Trader Joe's once a week. Yeah. <laughs> Please sponsor us, Trader Joe's. Joe, Joe, if you're out there, yeah. sponsor we us. We know you're listening, We Joe. know you like to trade. Trade, oh, trade us some money we trade? for advertisements. <laughs> oh, is that how that yeah. works? Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he is in the trade business. Yeah. Come on, Joe. We know you're out there, dude. We have a lot to offer. Yeah. All right. Last but not least, Shabira. She's making pina colada anyone? If you like pina colada, anyone. Who doesn't? (laughs) Shabira's doubling down on drinks. We learned that Paul and Noel are fans of pina coladas. Mm -hmm. So her cocktail gateau featured delicate pineapple flowers, a coconut rum leger, and alternate layers of pineapple creme pat and rum sponge mm. with a coconut flavoring. Mm. 
And this thing is looking really nice. Up top, it's got these really cool flowers. It's just presented nice and clean, I thought. Yep. Yeah. And then it looked interesting. It did. All right. During judging, Paul says it. He thinks it looks amazing. It's so unusual. Prue says she actually coated it with custard. It's much easier to just slap buttercream all over it. <laughs> it's just fantastic. Yeah, that's, then Prue, that's a flex right there. Prue and Paul both say, wow. Mm -hmm. Paul says the amount of custard in there. Mm, it's I added that. It's great. <laughs> it's great, isn't it? <laughs> that's what it's meant to be, and it's set, Prue says. Paul says the custard gateau is impressive. He's never had one with so much custard in it <laughs> and, and it be that stable. The lime comes through, the pineapple, and then the coconut. He thinks the whole thing together is just spectacular. Prue says the other thing that's impressive about it is there's so much custard is that it's not too gluey and it's not rubbery. She hit, she just hit it right. Nice. And there was no handshake. Yeah, she did very well. I think she was close to a handshake, but handshakes during the show supper are very rare. Hmm. hmm. So that's all the bakers for the showstopper. We hear from them after. Kevin says they were very nice about the flavors. There's a little bit of hope there. Sandra says, I felt like I made my friend proud. I hope I'm in line for Star Baker. Also, Shabir has been doing really well. So you kind of know Shabir might be ahead of him. Mm -hmm. Shabir says, it's unbelievable. I'm melting on the floor like Yanusha's custard. No, she didn't say that. <laughs> Yanusha's, that didn't go well. I made a gloopy custard. I'm in the bottom. And then we get a very interesting judges roundtable. They say Yanusha's in trouble. His custard was gluey. It was like wallpaper paste. And uh, Prue says that it was gloopy and you could spread it, which is, isn't supposed to be with the case with custard. They said Kevin had great flavors, but his cake collapsed. Um, Shabira really triumphed. Her cake looked great and the design was modern. Sandro, two of the cakes were stunning. And then they agree that Kevin and Yanush are in trouble. Yanush in trouble for the first time. Mm. I've never seen him in the bottle. I've never seen him risk being eliminated. I genuinely thought he was at risk of being eliminated here. Because I was like looking back at his performance. He got second to last place in the technical. Mm -hmm. He had the worst showstopper. Mm -hmm. And his signature was... Pretty good. So I was like, he's in trouble. <laughs> I'm calling producer's pick <clears throat> here. I think if they were just the judges on the episode alone, Yanush would have went home. There's, but, there's yeah. no way. Yeah. I mean, there is a way. But based on what we've seen, the fact that his custard was not set yeah. and didn't taste good yeah. versus Kevin's, who's, his, cake, his cake wasn't there. Because do you remember when Don and Carol were in the bottom? Yeah. And Don's tasted good? But Carol's looked really nice. Yeah, they weren't one of one that tasted good. Right. Yeah. Even though that strawberry was clearly there, <laughs> I'm still, You're I'm still raving about that strawberry. Yeah. <laughs> like she met the challenge, yeah. which I guess in a way, yeah, I Kevin get, didn't yeah. make a cake. But I was like, they actually might send you new show for the amount of time that they emphasized the custard, though. Yeah. And then when it came down to the custard. I think they had to use past performance in this Producer's decision. pick. All right, let's go over Star Baker. Um, okay, kind of between, a little bit of giveaway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's between Sandro and Shabir for Star Baker. Yeah. But Shabir gets Star Baker second time in a row. Even with a last place technical placing, she still got it. That's what I was thinking. I thought she was out of it because she got last place in technical. Yeah. Apparently, technicals don't matter <laughs> sometimes. 
I mean, she must have done really well in the signature and the showstopper, mm. which it looks like she did. So yeah, good stuff for Shabira. And then they have to announce who's going home, and the the camera is like showing Kevin and Yanush, and I was like, is are these really gonna send Yanush home? No way. Because like he's been the strongest maker this whole season. I know. He had one bad week, and probably he was worst the worst one this week. And then they sent home Kevin, which is sad to see Kevin go, but. Yeah. I mean, overall performance, Kevin is definitely not done as well as Yanush. True. And yeah. you know how much of a fan I am of Yanush. I always I'm always saying it's his to lose. Yeah, but, it kind of is his to lose. But I just feel like that was a that was a tough one. Yeah. I definitely think that they looked at like overall performance on this. Yeah. Although Shabira's coming up at the right time. She's coming up perfectly. Yeah. Kevin says, I have nothing but really proud. Imposter syndrome is real. When I came in here, I didn't feel like I deserved the place, but I feel like I can count myself as one of these talented bakers. And good stuff, Kevin. You made it really far, dude. Shabira says, second in a row. That's wild. Insane. <laughs> and then Sandra says, I felt I was close. I'll be back in quarterfinals, which is next week. Pastry week. Pastry week. Pivotal week. Mm-hmm. And that's the episode. Shall we do our segments? Let's. What was your funniest moment of the episode? I think it was when Matt did his soothing time call. <laughs> it was kind of a carryover from Halloween, but he basically screamed, Bakers, you have a half hour left. <laughs> In like a really screeching voice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like the most annoying voice possible. I can't replicate it. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we should try. Um, also interesting was when Sandro and... Yanush were hissing at each other. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that? That was funny. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. It, yeah, that was pretty good. How about for you? It's when uh, after the signature, Sandro told Shabira, he's like, hey, it looks kind of like a chicken. Yeah. And she's like, yeah. what? And yeah. the first thing Paul says in the, the judging is like, it looks like a chicken. Yeah. <laughs> a baked chicken, which is funny. Yeah. What's your favorite bake of the episode? Well, you know I like chicken and bechamel. <laughs> so I'm going with Shabira's signature. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go with Shabira's showstopper. Mm. I want to see how much custard she crammed into one cake. That was a lot. <laughs> and it still held slice. It looked amazing. Yeah. Not handshake amazing. Mm. Uh, fantasy update? All right. Well, Team Q still has three members on his team. Maxi, Abdul, and Yanush. Strong team. The score up to date is 203 for Team Q. Okay. Team M has two members on his team left, just Sandro and Shabira. Strong team. Score up to date, 207. What? Team M pulls ahead this week. What? Thanks to a strong showing by Sandro and Shabira. And wow. a little help from Kevin, who got third in the technical. Wow. So all this time, I've been behind, and now I'm four points ahead. I feel like Yanush, or I'm starting to fade away and. You are Shabira, who's <laughs> like peaking at the right time. It's a little tricky because technicals are worth less because there's less members, right. less bakers. So they're not worth. So star bakers are really important right now. Uh-huh. And, handshakes. and handshakes are really important right now. That's why every time I'm yeah. like, come on, come on, Shabira deserved a handshake. Yeah. So, oh, it's getting pretty close, though. Anyone can take it at this moment. It is. It's really exciting. I, it, honestly, by episode three, I was like, I got this in the bag. It's mine. <laughs> Why should I have him bake for me? I was, looking, I was thinking about things to have you bake for me. <laughs> I thought for a minute too there was no way because yeah. 
even though in the beginning I had more bakers, your bakers were winning everything. <laughs> like your bakers were winning Star Baker and getting all the handshakes. Yeah, I mean, so, Yanush and Maxi were trading Star Bakers for a good portion of the season. Yeah, it's <laughs> interesting. Will they make a comeback? Or, you know, Sandro's still on an arc here. Let's get into predictions for next week. Okay. Patriot Week. Yeah. Quarterfinals. Yep. Who is getting Star Baker? We cannot say Shabira. Okay. Really quick, though, from last week, you had Yanush winning Star Baker Ooh. and Kevin going home. I got one out of two. And I had Kevin winning Star Baker and Yanush going home. <laughs> so I also got one out of two, even though Wrong the cut. producers said otherwise. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, we had both of the yeah. not strong people. Hmm. All right. So we cannot say Shabira, right? Pastry week. Who's, who, who's really good at pastry? I'm going to go Abdul. Abdul Star Baker. He hasn't gotten it yet. I think he'll be good. He's been rising. Okay. Yeah. Who's going home? Oh, man. You know what? I can't imagine Sandro, Maxi, Shabir, or Yanush going home. So also Abdul going home? I'll take back my... I think Abdul's actually going to go home. And oh. then I think Star Baker is going to be Maxi. I thought you were doubling down on Abdul. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Maxi, Star Baker, Abdul going home. I think he's in a different league. The other ones, the other bakers are in a different league from Abdul. Mm. You know, I like to not put my people at risk because I don't like putting it out there. But I only have two people left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say Sandro is going to finally come home with Star Baker. He got it once, though. Oh, that's right. He did, huh? Yeah. Oh, okay. He just wants a handshake. That's right. I'm going to say he does both. Oh, yeah. he, he's, you're going to get that many points, huh? That's <laughs> what so I'm putting out there. Yeah, who's going home? Also, Sandro. <laughs> who, no, okay, I'm just kidding. Hedging your bets. Let's see. I'm going to say Maxi. You always say the first <laughs> I, know, I, know, I, know. I choose a star maker. <laughs> How has that worked out for you in the last couple of episodes? Well, I mean, if I didn't have... <laughs> If I had the producers on my side like you do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Next week is going to be a nail biter. I could get it right sometime. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Uh, thanks for leaving us reviews. We got a kind review from a gentleman this week. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, please review, rate, and subscribe. Thank you guys for listening. We look forward to talking about the quarterfinals next week with you. Bye. Take care, everyone.